gentlemen. Sorry, I was trying to do an echo. <laughs> Welcome to the Fleet Street Podcast. Uh, we don't know what it is or where it's going yet, but we'll we'll get there eventually. We'll, uh, a bunch of nuffies with headphones and microphones. Well, that's it. That's it. So we're, we're gonna. We're, it'll probably be mostly quad related, considering that's that's all we we've done our whole lives. So. Yeah. Um, but ATVs in Australia is a pretty small market, so we'll probably venture into other things. Um, I plan on having all my brothers on here multiple times and then get um, full group ones as well with all four of us in the one hit. So those ones will be pretty chaotic and hopefully funny. Just asking for a disaster, really. That's it, that's it. But this is episode one. We're kicking it off today with Harry from Nary, one of my brothers. <laughs> He's ready to go. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. He is here. He is here. So this this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Creative Forty Eight. Uh, for all your signage and vehicle wrap needs, be sure to check out Creative Forty Eight. It's also brought to you by Native Concepts. Uh, all your graphic design, websites, sticker kits for mo- anything motorsport related. Uh, also brought to you by Harrison Van Vliet. Just throwing out all the emotional support <laughs> Mitch needs in his life. Just always there for him, you know. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Harry. So, uh, with that being said, and all the sponsors out of the way, that give us nothing. It's just mine and Cooper's companies, really. <laughs> <laughs> There's no money in this you podcast. Li- you literally just made your own sponsors. We're going to kick thing off. So we've got Harry now. Out of all four of us, Harry has been the smoothest motorbike rider. He's got that natural talent, but he's had three or four career-ending injuries. <laughs> That has made it hard for him to probably get to where he was meant to go, but his party light-hearted attitude doesn't really bother him. I think he, he was more yeah, there for the good times. Than it's just a lot of fun, just trying to enjoy life, you know? Well, that's it. And, it. and it showed in your riding. Your riding always looked... I mean, you're going to get me emotional. Always looked smooth, you know. Like yeah, it's it was a nice thing to me my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you Harry, want to do a podcast? Yeah, well, that's You're that's trying to get me to cry, right? Yeah, now. no. Well, that's when we were competing against each other. I don't race anymore, so I don't yeah, compete. So actually, Harry, you're half decent. Yeah, you're not a it was all a mental game when I was competing. I wouldn't tell you good things because yeah, I didn't yeah. want to, didn't want you to get too much confidence. Fair. You did that a lot in racing. You were very mental. It was a mental game. You used to fuck with us all the time. Oh, language warning out there for you. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we forgot to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you little shits. We will be. There will. This is unfiltered and uncut. So there will. There'll be no swear. I mean, there'll be lots of swear words. <laughs> so if you have kids in the car, uh, just be mindful that we will be swearing. And if you're a kid listening to this, don't tell your parents. Yeah. Don't tell them. Don't tell them shit. Yeah, because we're, we're going to get... Now, Mum says you're getting less trouble if you tell the truth. It's not true. Don't believe her. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, back on, back on track here. There'll be times when, like, we'd be riding at Frankston when Frankston was open and I'd see you out there riding. And I, and this is when the mental game came into it. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. go out there and absolutely smoke Harry. But you look that... You're that smooth that you look like you're going slow, if that makes sense. I'd go out there and I'd be yeah. trying my hardest. And Never read for my bikes very much. Nah, nah. If you want a second-hand bike, buy one from Harry because <laughs> he, he looks... He, he's easy on the I'm engines. Easy on him. But yeah, yeah so... Dad makes me pay for him now. Yeah. So as soon as you're like 16, 17, get a job. And he's like, yeah, you can pay for him. Yeah, I you just, started. I, I realised Limiter wasn't that fun. Yeah, and, and on it's 450s, fun. it's not that fast either. Yeah, it's fun. It's the limit. Limit is a lot of fun. It's not fun paying for it. But you got more gears, kids. You can click up a gear. Yeah, you can. It's not as cool, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how, how many times... Like, we'll talk about your, your career-ending injuries that never really ended your career. They're meant to. You should be in a wheelchair. Yeah. How many times have you been airlifted from a track or a venue? Uh, 
um twice. Twice. Two airlifts, yeah. Two airlifts. Getting the chopper. Getting yeah. Get to the chopper. One and one wasn't at a venue, one was just out bush riding. Yeah. And um yeah, cooked both my arms. I was pretty limp. Oh yeah, sorry, close. Um, yeah, no, I was out, out, uh, well, the first one was when I was 16, I'd only just become a senior, um, and I, I lost a wheel on my quad, so I got that back on, and I was trying to make up some time at, uh, Thumb Pump, and, uh, I was way back in the day, and, um, yeah, I was trying to make up some time, and I just clipped a tree, and the tree actually locked my front brakes on over some sand whoops, and I just went over the bars, and the quad crushed me, and I snapped my femur. Um, I think I, snapping your femur is a bit of an under understatement there. Yeah, it was, it was, it was more than snapped. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was. It was barely shattered, and I was bleeding out inside my leg, so my leg was just getting nice and fat. And um, yeah, it was like four or five hours till the helicopter got there because it was in the middle of um, the Simpson Desert. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just pretty pretty wild they gave me a couple of green sticks oh green sticks are great yeah and they're only they're, they're in australia so if you get injured in america yeah. sorry any, any americans listening come to australia and snap your femur yeah you get a green whistle or the wi- yeah that's what they are not green sticks they're whistles yeah yeah just pretty much breathe any morphine oh yeah it's unreal yeah <laughs> start seeing dragons so you're, you're laying in the middle of the desert slowly bleeding out in your leg waiting yeah. for a helicopter to come yeah so the helicopter got there and then then they realized they didn't have enough fuel to get back, so they had to get uh, a fuel truck out. So I was sitting there for, yeah, it was a long time before the f- helicopter took me to Adelaide and, um, yeah, left my mechanic sitting in the desert with the family. Cheers, Aki. Yeah, that's right. Your best mate, Aki, <laughs> came. That's right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he just had to hang out with us because, yeah, you were off. There's no room in the helicopter. You were off getting me. operated on and yeah. fixing, fixing up your leg. Yeah, but um, that was a good one. Um, had a nice big rod from like my hip to my knee. Yep. Um, ended up taking it out a couple of years later. Yeah, did, I did a whole season with the rod still in. Um, I wasn't meant to, but yeah. Well, this is it. This is this yeah. is the career-ending injuries that never really ended your career because nah, then next up we've got you broke you broke your back. Yeah. Yeah, that was spinal. On one. Spinal. What do you mean, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> so you're at you're at Rye Park. Yeah, I was just a ride in Victoria. Park. Yeah, just just a track me on a two wheeler. Yeah, and I was just running two wheeler with the boys, and um, they were I seen them lining up like a big whip train over one of the step ups, and before the step up, there's like just a bit of a tabletop out of the corner, and um, I thought I'd just like seat bounce it from like the inside sort of thing, and um, I was more concentrating on on what they were doing than what I was doing, and I I high sided on the up ramp and. I did like about an eighty foot um, jump without my bike. Yeah. Just just landed, tuck and rolled. I uh, was super winded. Didn't think much of it. Was um, took my helmet off, um, and then like laid down, and I was like, oh, I don't feel well and stuff. And then I got back up again and got on my hands and knees because I was so winded. Felt like forever before I could breathe again. So you you're moving around, yeah, with was, a broken I, back. Yeah, I well I didn't know anything was wrong, and then um all the guys came over and everything, and the first aid chick was looking after me, and I was I didn't think much of it at the time, just thought I was over over everyone was like overreacting a bit, and then um I was laying on a rock, 
and I said, oh, I, I sat up, and they're like, oh, don't move. I was like, no, 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 I'm laying on a rock. you got to get the rock out. It's killing me. Stabbing into my back, and I, I laid up, and my mate was like, mate, there's no rock there. And um, turns out I was laying on my on my shattered vertebrae. I was yeah, so that, that's stabbing pain in my spine. That's the cr- that's the crazy part. Cause it was Australia Day weekend, probably three years ago now. Yeah, about three years ago. And um, we were all at Mum and Dad's house, and you're you're away riding. So we got the phone call. A good friend of ours, Cambo, rang us up first, and um, he missed explained the situation. Missed out on the barbecue. You missed out on the barbecue. I was yeah. Pissed off with that. So Cam- Cambo rang us. He told us that story that you thought there was a there was a rock under you and there wasn't, um, and that it wasn't looking too good, but you could still feel your legs and move your legs. Yeah, I thought I didn't think it was too bad, and then I went to just lo- like the local. They took me in an ambulance to the local. I think it was Ballarat or something. They took me to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they did some scans and stuff, and they were like, "Fuck, you're going to the you're going to the city. We can't operate on you here," sort of thing, and. Yeah, I ended up going to the city and even on the way to the city, I felt crook. So, I was vomiting like off the side of the bed, still moving around a bit. Yeah. And um, yeah, this this dude came in and um, it, was, it was just me and the girl I was dating at the time was with me. And um, like family wasn't there or anything yet. And um, this, this like Russian dude off like Die Hard or something came into me and he was telling me the surgery I had to have. And um, he was telling me there's like one in three chance of me coming out paralyzed and with this r- thick Russian accent. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, well, that, look, you, you were out of it. I, I came and visited you before the surgery. Um, and then I asked you like a few months later when you were still recovering. Like, oh, we came in and saw you. You had, you had no recollection. You had no idea that me, mum, dad came in to visit you before surgery. Yeah, they wiped my memory. <laughs> yeah, open spinal surgery does that to you. So, the whole time I was moving around and stuff, turns out I had an exposed spinal cord. Yeah. Which is not ideal. And, um, yeah, I ended up having to have uh, my back fused. Yeah. So, I got rods from, like, my T3 to T9. Um, so, I got two big rods and a heap of screws going through my whole spine. Yeah, and your spinal cord was exposed. So yeah, it's exposed spinal cord. There's a cord very good chance that you could have done some damage when you're moving around. Yeah, any any movement I did was like a risk apparently. And when I told them what I was doing, how I got up, took my helmet off, laid back down, then got up, coughed up a bit of blood and laid back down. And then when I was in the hospital bed, I reefed over the side to vomit off the side onto the ground. And I was telling the surgeon that and he was just looking at me in disbelief thinking, how are you not paralyzed? Yeah, well, because when you came out of surgery, we didn't we didn't know you had that chat with that with the Russian the Russian surgeon. So when you came out and the surgeon goes, "It's very good. We don't think he's going to be paralyzed." We were all just all like, "What the fuck? What do you mean?" When was that an option? Yeah, like, <laughs> what do you mean? Was he me. going to be paralyzed? Like, yeah. we had no idea that it that it was that severe. Yeah, it was like a one in three chance of of coming out of the surgery. Even though I wasn't paralyzed, and I was, I thought I was all sweet. He said, "Yeah, because it's open spinal surgery." Yeah, and there was a lot of stats he was telling me that were crazy. I had um, I had people calling me up. I think it was like six weeks after the surgery, and then um, and then three months after the surgery, and then nine months after the surgery, and then a year after. They just kept calling me, checking on me, because um, I forgot what the stat was, but a lot of people that have had this um injury and had their um spinal fused, um, they end up committing suicide. Yeah, well, that's that's one thing because like when you're in the hospital, 
they give you all the meds and and you like all these are doctors and stuff so you you just take them yeah you just listen to everything they say yeah yeah like and um i remember mum saying like oh they've given harry antidepressants because spinal injuries are so mentally tough um that they they i don't know if they sneak them in or they tell you but yeah, yeah they gave you antidepressants. They could have told me anything. I, I was a space cadet for a long time. Yeah. They were, yeah, because I was pumped on. I was end up, like, for breakfast, the the amount of, the big cup of pills I had to take was almost bigger than the breakfast. Yeah. And, and it was, like, all the different stuff they had to put me on. And, and um, it ended up going for ages. And it was just, yeah, it completely fries your brain. Just turns you into a potato. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, you just can't even think. Yeah. String a sentence. You just. Yeah. No. You were pretty. I remember. You were pretty out of it. Yeah. I remember you calling me a space cadet, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then um, I ended up going to my doctor and saying, "You know, when can I get off all of this? And I don't want to take any painkillers. When can I get off the painkillers?" And he goes, "Oh, well, you're gonna be in pain the rest of your life." So I was like, well, "Why the fuck am I still taking them? You know, they've turned me into a vegetable. Like if I'm, if the pain's not gonna stop." I'd rather get used to it than take painkillers. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, so I ended up just... From that... After that appointment, I just never took any painkillers from there on. Yeah. Well, you hear a lot of people get addicted to them or, or whatnot, and it's a pretty dark path. Yeah. Well, it affected my sleep a lot. So, um, it got to the point where I was like, I'd almost need to take a painkiller just not to numb the pain, but so I could go to sleep. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I ended up just... I don't have an addictive personality, luckily. So, I kind of just... I don't like being reliant, reliant on anything. So, I didn't want to take... I didn't want to have to take anything to, to live a normal life. So Yeah. Yeah. But it hasn't stopped you because they, they reckon you should never write again, but... Oh, yeah. They told me to quit my job and change my whole lifestyle. And I was like... Well, that... Uh, You're yeah, just like, fuck that. Yeah, I was like, well, my normal life is what I'm doing, so... Yeah. Me walk across the road and be hit by a bus tomorrow so yeah so the point of living a, a paralyzed person's lifestyle when i'm s- still got working legs yeah well that's it isn't it it's yeah. like yeah fuck yeah living such a dull lifestyle when you could just be yeah well, if you're not living you're busy here dying. for a good time yeah get busy living yeah that's it that's it so um with that all being said, like when we got the the airbag and our our freestyle, because if you if those listeners don't know, Harry and I do quad freestyle motocross. Um, we're pretty much the only two in Australia doing it. There's probably only like ten people in the world doing it. Yeah, there's not many people doing it. So so you can be shit at it. You, so <laughs> we we bought the airbag to learn to flip. Yeah. Um, because that's that's where the money is. You that backflip. Game, yeah. It was first to flip. And we were just we got excited. yeah. So when we got that, was you, had you already broken your back? Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah. So we yeah, got the airbag yeah. and you already had a few spine. And the first day we got it, you're like, "Fuck this! I'm leaning back on the quad." Yeah. Well, we had the two Austrian people here and um, from bag jump helping us set us up. Jump, yeah, they show you how to use it and everything. It was such an experience. And then uh, had all my friends and family here, and um, we had the ramp set up. It was an Aussie comp. And um, it was set up at probably like 60 foot, maybe. Yeah, and we we yeah, jacked we it j- right up. Jacked it up a little bit, and it was popping me nice. And then it was back when I was fearless, and I just thought, you know, um, the Austrian guy was like, oh, what do you want to do now? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to try flip. So I, yeah, just sussed up the ramp a couple times, and no one was putting pressure on me, and I just, I just came around the corner and just hucked it as hard as I could and 
ended up coming around pretty perfect. The perfect flip. The first <laughs> flip was the perfect flip. The first flip was perfect. And, 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 and I got cocky. Yeah. Well, the yeah. second one was what put me off flipping. Yeah. Well, the second one, I I thought I pulled the same, but I, my bum hit the seat. And um, I just I under-rotated a fair bit. And um, so I landed pretty much um, front wheels first, but not enough to bring it around. It just ended up throwing me into like a bit of a front flip. And I, I rolled and... I was bent the wrong way as the bike rolled over me and it just just a couple pops here and a couple Yeah, it, just it got squashed it, really. It didn't it didn't look it didn't look fun. Nah, um, and that's when I decided that I was going to build a super kicker before I yeah. flipped to le- to learn to flip anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um, Air, for anyone that thinks airbags are easy, they they still hurt when you crash. They are shocking. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, quads weigh amazing. 160 kilos, so that thing's coming after yeah, you. Yeah, if you if you land with the bike and upright, they're amazing. But yeah. if you land upside down, things squashing you. But it's a lot better than dirt, I guess. Yeah, well, if it was dirt, you'd you'd yeah, you'd, well, you'd be I'd back be, in the hospital. Yeah, I'd be probably getting a, a second spinal fusion. That's it. That's it. And so after that day, I think a few people put on Snapchat of us doing the freestyle into the airbag, and a promoter actually called us from the um. It was um, Pistol, Pedo, Pedo, Mark Peterson. Yeah, he um, with he the up and wanted a show. Yeah, for the for the motorbike expo in Melbourne. So we we did the show and we thought if we're gonna make a habit of this, we need to do a backflip. We rock paper scissored it and uh, no, what happened was Mitch was like, oh, do a flip, do a flip, and I was like, bro, I don't. I, I'm not feeling it. It's at 75, you know, it's big, it's a massive crowd. And I was like, oh, I'm, I don't know, I just can see myself crashing. And Mitch goes, if you're not flipping, I'm going to fucking flip. And I was like, well, no offense, Mitch, but you're going to kill yourself. So I'm. Yo, I hadn't done one yet. No, you hadn't done one yet. And I was like, fuck, I can't let Mitch just, just go out. Because they already told the crowd, so everyone was jacked up, couldn't just not do it. So I was like, oh, I'll stuff it, I'll just go for it. And um, pulled as hard as I could, pulled so hard, me, me hands just ripped off the bars. Yeah, and it was just, it was terrifying to watch. Like, it, yeah, was, it was the longest three seconds I've ever lived because you're just falling and the bike's above you and it, and it looked like yeah. it was going like to hit you and, and it did. Yeah, I, ki- I kicked myself away from the bike and I, I landed on my back looking at the bike and I just put my, my hands out to stop it hitting me and um, it, the tyre just collected perfectly and just ripped me shoulder out. Yeah, so you dislo- dislocated your shoulder. Yeah, just... Was that the first time that you dislocated your shoulder? That was the first time, Because yeah. you've done it a few times now and you've had a surgery yeah. to so, sort it out. So that was the very first time the shoulder popped out and um, I hopped out the airbag and um, I walked up to the commentator and said, oh, my shoulder's out. And he was like, full asking me questions and everything. And then as I was talking to him, it popped back in. And I was like, That's oh. right. I grabbed the microphone. I was like, "Is my shoulders back in?" And everyone was like, "Yeah." So that was pretty funny. But um, yeah, after that, it just kept popping out everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and that's when you had the real bad one in the bush yeah. when you got airlifted for yeah. the second time. Yeah, it started um popping out when I um, like I I was carrying a pit tent at a race one time and it just popped out. Yeah, I was like, "This, this is gonna be shit." Yeah. So it's it's, it's uh it's stuffed. So um yeah, I went bush riding, and um. I was fixing my goggles along a road and I hit a pothole and my foot slipped off and and from the me throwing my arm down to catch myself, my shoulder popped out. 
Yeah. So I couldn't lift myself up from the bike and I just had to turn the bike and sort of hit the ground and popped out shoulder and popped out both shoulders. Yeah, you, you yeah, yeah, that's right. And one out. of your shoulders was down at your nipple pretty much. Yeah, so the the shoulder that was already popped out, which is my bad shoulder, it was um wedged in my armpit. And um yeah, I couldn't get it out. Me and Jake were sitting out in the bush for like half an hour just pulling on it and trying to anything to get it back in so I could ride back and Yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't happening. Wasn't no. going anywhere, so I um we got a we got a full drive in got myself out of the bush um and then i was in the ambulance and they asked if i had any like medical history and i said oh i've got a few spines and they pretty much just freaked out they just slammed the brakes on and they're like you fucking serious (laughs) when are you (laughs) gonna tell us and i was like oh i don't know and um yeah they called it in and they said we got a medi uh what's called like just heli yeah they just had to get me to the hospital the ambulance helicopter yeah they just came in with a helicopter and Gave me a heap of ketamine and then <laughs> put me on a helicopter. <laughs> Boy, was that an experience. Yeah, I remember seeing like videos from that day and Jake's filming you in the um, yeah, in the helicopter and you had you had no idea. You thought you were in a lift or, so, or something. So <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen it, but in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory how they have the glass elevator. Yeah, they, they can go, fly around. Yeah, I thought I was in that. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, was crazy. Yeah. But that's that's the That's the second airlift. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, fantastic. Yeah. Does this um have a pause button? Do you want to pause it? Dude, i got to pee so bad. Yeah, we can pause <laughs> it. <laughs> Hit that pause button. It's a bit late now. We're back. Oh, we're back We're on. back. Had a piss break. Back from the piss break. So yeah, we're, we're talking Christmas. about... So Christmas Day, so a couple of beers and the Van Vliet little bladder. Oh. That's it, the Van Vliet bladder. This isn't coming out on Christmas Day. For those people listening, this is oh, Christmas not, Day, but it's not coming out. Christmas Day. It's not coming out till like... Probably the end of January. End of Jan. Oh, or if you're listening to this and it's before have, the end yeah. of Jan, <laughs> or congratulations. It's if it's after, we're lazy. If it's before, we're on to things. I put my money on it being after. I, I want to release one a week. We're um, in January 2021. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to release one a week. So I want to get a few up my sleeve yeah. for when I don't record. Yeah. But I want to take it, when we go away for off-road for Mech shows, I'm going to take it and do a podcast with whoever's there. Ooh. Whoever's riding or whoever's come along, that'd be alright to help and whatnot. Yeah, I like that. And those ones will be the th- those ones will be the fun ones. That'd be cool. Yeah. Also, this is the not fun one. Well, this is this is a fun one, but it's, we're we're half serious. <sighs> we're going through your injuries. You already said it, mate. Yeah, it's been said. <laughs> You're the one. I don't want to start until I've had three or four beers. Yeah, at least three or four beers deep. Yeah, and it's eleven o'clock on Christmas. It's Christmas. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Exactly. So where were we at before we stopped for the piss break? Um, we're talking about my Hanukkah. Your what? My Hanukkah. Your Hanukkah. Bar mitzvah. <laughs> Bar mitzvah. <laughs> my Hanukkah. No, I, I'm pre- we we touched on most of your career-ending injuries there. Yep. So y- you said you're going to be in pain for the rest of your life with your back. How much grief does your back give you to this day? And does it get worse and better? Um, it definitely gets worse and better. Like, there's good times, bad times. There's, like, if I, because I'm a plumber by trade, if I have a big day, like, digging or, you know, in the excavator. On or, the tools. Yeah, just a big day. I'll just, like, I just got to go to bed. And I just toss and turn in bed all night. And it's shocking. Like, I've not, like, especially with my shoulders as well. 
if I lay a certain way, both arms just go dead numb. And then if if I'm asleep, I have nightmares of my arms being ripped off. Just cause, yeah, right. Because you can't feel them. Yeah, and then you wake up and your arms are like dead numb. So it, it just freaks you out straight away. Yeah. Yeah, so. But, like, it's... Like, I like... If I've had a big day at work, I'll occasionally... Um, take a painkiller just to like get to sleep a bit better yeah um but yeah it's it's just something that i gotta put up with now yeah. yeah yeah it's gonna hurt when you're yeah when you're dad's age oh yeah i'm just hoping that like they come up with like cool medical shit yeah well it's true like we've advanced like a hundred years in yeah. medical in the last five yeah so, so if it keeps going that way get, like my head cut off and put on like a kenyan's body or something yeah. <laughs> Being an Olympic runner. <laughs> Black body, white face. Yeah. 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 That'd, cruising that'd along. be the go. That'd be the ticket. Yeah. That'd, I think the key, if you stay active, it doesn't hurt as much. I've noticed that when I retired from racing, I kind of, oh, I didn't get, I wouldn't call it depressed. I just got, like, I wasn't racing. So yeah. it was like, what am I doing? Yeah. And, You're and bored. yeah, and I've broken both my ankles. They both got plates in them and they just started to hurt. Yeah. And I noticed as soon as I, Got back into the gym and started getting active again. Yeah, I'll be in, I'll stopped. be in the worst pain all day every day. I go to gym three times and I'm I'm back to normal. Yeah, I I, I, I it's still always there, but like it's bearable. Yeah, but um yeah, if I don't exercise, like if I if I go like three weeks without going to gym or going for a run, it just my whole body just locks up. Yeah, like, like I'll be walking through a shopping center. And, like, my hips just lock up all of a sudden, especially on my right side. I think it was, like, from the r- the rod that was in my femur because it came out the top. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's, like, a bit of arthritis or something, but I'll be walking along and it'll just it'll just lock up instantly. And I'm just like, uh-oh. Yeah. I'll be, like, mid-aisle, just like, <laughs> I need a seat somewhere. I need to sit down. But, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, right. I feel like an old man. Feel like an old man. Feel like an old man. <laughs> no, that's that's yeah. No, fair enough. I he- I hear ya. Um, so we've touched on on the career-ending injuries that didn't really end your career, but in the in or it was this year. But when when you listen to this podcast, it'll be last year. Um, you went over with uh Jake and Cooper, our other brothers, to race in a race in France called Pont de Vaux. Yeah. Uh, it's a twelve-hour race. In my opinion, it's it's the biggest quad race in the world um, yeah, i did in 2014 it's, so it's pretty cool. insane you guys went over for a team um didn't quite <laughs> go to plan go to plan for you i was just thinking then like that's all my injuries and then you just bring up another big one i'm like oh whoops there that, that is another big one yeah yeah well, it, it, it was a big one like it was a big break in it, but like it, it's, it's your collarbone a, yeah, so it's, it's not, not a, it's not a bad it's not the end of the world no, but you're in another not. country yeah so and the, and like we were in france and the French people just don't like English-speaking people. No offense, if any French people are uh, listening to this, you you guys are rude as fuck. <laughs> you guys are assholes, man. Yeah, I think I think they I think the French hate the English, and if you're speaking yeah. English, they think you're from England because they're neighboring countries. They don't think you're Australian. Yeah, well, as soon as you say you're Australian, they're they're, they're not, a bit better. They're a bit better, but they're still assholes, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. French people are assholes. Yeah. But um, no, I just yeah, I went out. We were doing. Um, qualifying. Yeah. So I did a few laps and then I bring the bike in and it's a team race. 
So Jake hopped on the bike, went for a la- couple laps. Yeah, because all three riders use the same bike. Yeah, yeah. So all three riders use the same bike, and then um, we had like half an hour left. Um, and I was like, oh, I want to go out and just map the track a bit more to know where my braking points are and stuff like that. So I went out and um, I was with a few like English riders and stuff, a few of the pommies. Um, and I was riding along and I was doing. Like, uh, it's not a fast lap, but it, you're still going fast. Yeah, like a yeah. comfortable speed, but you're still yeah. still cru- so, you, so you're still cruising. pushing, but you're not you're not risking it for the biscuit or anything. Yeah. You're not trying to set the world's fastest lap. But um, I was just doing like a like a semi sort of lap. I was going to do a hot lap the next lap, um, and I just came around a corner and it just slid the tiniest little bit, and um, and then all of a sudden it just all grip. And just I just high sided and I've never hit the deck so hard. I just side bumped that that the hard clay ground. Oh, it was such a hard hit and I was just like boom, just immediately stopped in my tracks, just boom. Yeah. And um yeah, it was just sharp pain and I knew straight away I was like, Poor I'll snap me collarbone. Yeah. So I just f- tried flipping the quad back on its wheels. And um, I didn't know the rules because we were in a foreign country. I knew fuck all about the race. Yeah. I didn't know if I had to finish the lap and come through the pits. To or if you could cut the track to come back. Or if I could just ride back to my pit or I didn't know the rules. Well, knowing that race, if you were French, you could ride back to the pit. Yeah. If you're anything other than French, yeah, you have to complete the lap. Not only are they rude, they're <laughs> fucking cheaters. Yeah. yeah. They uh, favour favor themselves a fair bit yeah. in that race. But yeah, so I didn't know what I could do. So I was like, oh, I'll finish the lap. But um, I must have been out there longer than I thought because like the race, the qualifying had finished. So no more bikes were coming around. And um, You probably knocked out on the ground for ages and didn't even know. No idea. <laughs> I always say that I've never been knocked out in my life. But you probably knocked I, out yeah, every time. I've been knocked out so many times. <laughs> I just don't remember it. And I just think I get up straight away, but I don't. Yeah. Could be the case. It's actually been 30 minutes. You think it's been two. Oh, so yeah. Well, I went out with half an hour left and it didn't feel like half an hour. I was ru- I was finishing the lap and I was like, no, nah, this is, this is fucked. This is taking way too long. So I was just like, ah, oh, stuff. I'm going to go straight back to the, to the, um, to the van, to the yeah. pit stop. Um, and then it was a bit of a maze to get where I was going. All these marshals are yelling at me and shit. I'm in like, French. In French. I'm Even just though ignoring it, them. It's I'm an, like. It's an FIM event. So the rules are that they have to speak English, but they don't give, they a, don't fuck. give a shit. They were speaking French. They were yelling French things at me. I was just screaming croissant back. Croissant. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, crepe. Crepe. I don't know what, are, what other French things. <laughs> they love Nutella. It's an Italian. Gelato. <laughs> Gelato. <laughs> is that Italian? You're going Italian. Nah, all the same. Same colors in the flag. No, S- it's not. Similar. <laughs> similar. Ah, well. But, um... Yeah, no, I got back to um, the pit stop and I just felt like a fucking asshole for um, messing it up for Jake and Coops. Yeah, you fucked up Team Australia. Yeah, rode it off. I was like, the bike's bent as shit. My bad. We didn't even start the race yet. Um, but they were pretty supportive about it. They weren't too mad. Um, I told everyone that my collarbone was snapped and they were like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. Then when I whipped off my jersey and it was poking out, I'm yeah, like, I fucking told you guys, it yeah. snapped. Did you go to hospital in France or did yeah. you just avoid it? Nah, so I hopped in an ambulance and the wee-wah, wee-wah, ambulance. Like full Euro, yeah, full full Euro, Euro siren. <laughs> yeah, and 
fuck, that was the worst ammo trip I've ever had. Yeah. It took forever. They went on a detour. Yeah, it probably swung oh, by Maccas. It was shocking. But we finally got to hospital and they were useless. Yeah. They um they put a sling on me and um like I wish I could show the x ray, but my collarbone was so sharp and pointy and like riding on my skin like it was so close to coming yeah out. i remember when i saw the x-ray to me to explain it like your collarbones across your shoulder and there was a section that was probably about four centimeters long yeah snapped off like complete section four centimeters and turned 90 degrees yeah and just so close to coming out on top of the skin yeah like it was ridiculous like i was touching it and it was like sharp on my finger yeah. So yeah, and it was so close to coming through my skin, and they they put a sling on me, and said, "Oh, the surgeon's not here today. Um, if it comes through the skin, come back." And I was like, "Fucking hell, yeah. get me out of this country!" So um, I ended up. Mum was pretty um, mum was pretty um, like busy with still trying to look after the boys yeah well, that's it mum gets nervous yeah. when she's we're racing especially big events like oh, that so she, she was, she, so was she was stressing about yeah so she um, was trying to look after me and she's a real rule to, she's all about the rules oh, and when yeah. they're in french she has and she doesn't know what's going on she, she gets stressed she, she was out of her element yeah. she was so worried so she was looking after jake and coop still because the race had started and I got back from hospital, yeah. went, went to the pit. We had a little RV. I was just chilling in that. Um, the the pain meds they gave me were shocking. They made me so ill, so I was like, I'm not taking any pain meds. Yeah. Um, and I was just chilling in the in the camper. Um, and, yeah, I was just chilling. And mum would come in and make me a toasty, like, every two hours. And that was me. And I had no plans. I was like, oh, I'll probably just, like, drive back to Amsterdam where we were flying from and yeah i don't yeah, know cause yeah because we're because yeah. we're dutch we've got family in holland yeah we're staying in holland that's that's yeah. that's the base point normally yeah. when we go race in europe we always base out of holland just because we've got friends and family there yeah. and it just makes it a lot easier so you, you just got a camper van drove to france yeah pondevo and that's yeah that's the camper van i was just i was just chilling in yeah and so but mum and dad cooper um and jake and that weren't flying back for like a week or something. So you're just going to yeah. expect it to sit there. Yeah, I was kind of, yeah, it was kind of like we didn't really have any plans. And then my girlfriend back home was just like, are you still there? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, that's it. I'm booking yeah. your flight. You're coming home. Yeah. So she booked it. She worked at Flight Center. And she booked me a flight from Geneva in Switzerland. I was like, I'm in France. She's like, it's only an hour away. I was like, oh, true. Yeah, yeah, full Euro. Euro. All France. the countries are just small Just drive to another country because yeah. the airport's closer. That's it. Yeah, it was crazy. So then, yeah, I flew home and, yeah, she looked after me and um, I flew home. I went to my doctor's and they were like, what the fuck are you doing here? Go to hospital. Go to the emergency. Yeah, why'd you even come here? Like, how'd you do this? I was like, oh, well, I was in France and they were like, wait, 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 you were in France? Yeah. You did this in France. How'd you get home? And I was like, oh, I just caught a flight. They're like, yeah, and that's like the mean? big no-no. What do you mean you caught a flight? <laughs> yeah. Like, you, just, you just drank alcohol on the plane to thin your blood so there's no blood clots. Well, yeah. So, I um, it was actually a funny story. When we were on the flight, I sat next to a bloke that had been on Kentucky. I got, still got no idea who he was to this day. But me and him had a blast the whole way home. <laughs> I was like, we were, we were getting drunk and shit. And like, all these people were boring on this flight me and him were so loud yeah just getting drunk as and um like we were just mucking around being menaces 
And um, yeah, I still don't know who he is to this day. And like halfway through the flight, I was like, oh, I feel this. And he's like, oh, what? And because I didn't have my sling on because I didn't think they'd let me fly. Yeah. So I was like, I was just hiding it. And I was like, oh, I feel this. And he's like, oh, what the fuck's that? Collarbone. It's nearly through my skin. <laughs> and at this point, my skin was breaking away. Like it was, it was coming through. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was coming through. But it wasn't bleeding or anything yet, but... It was close. Yeah. She was coming through and then, yeah, just ended up, yeah, going to my doctors. They told me, go to to hospital instantly. Yeah. And so I went to hospital and then, yeah, booked in. Ended up getting surgery, getting a big plate through there. Yeah. So you got two dirty big scars on both your shoulders now. Yeah. So I had to get a, after my air uh, being chopped out of the bush for my shoulder, it was like the sixth sixth or seventh time it popped out. Yeah. Time for um, a Rico. Yeah, so I just, I was like, oh, just give me, give me a Rico. Yeah, fix it up. Yeah, fix it up. So I got that um, big scar down my shoulder for a ladder J reconstruction and, yep. a, and a bone block. So they, they screw a bone in the way so it can't pop out. Yeah. So that's good. Um, and then, yeah, on this side, I got a big scar across my whole collarbone. Where the, where the plate is. Yeah. And they were both after you got your whole chest tattooed. Yeah, so they didn't line my tattoo up at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got like, um, yeah, a big chest piece and up the top around my shoulders is all um, like smoke and stuff. And yeah, they just didn't line it up at nah, all. Nah. Nah, they didn't, so it's good they 10 didn't mil off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freaking asshole nurse. Yeah. Yeah, but what do you do? That's it. I, that's I wasn't it. awake. I couldn't tell them. Nah. Well, that's it. So, so that's pretty much... Well, that's that's us up to date with with your injury list. My injury what's list, what's yeah. the plans for I the future? My oh, like all my scapulas have been broken every time I've broken something. That's yeah, I've always it, done yeah. that. A, like I was like, it's oh, like, oh, you broke your toe, and then there's a big pause, and your scapula. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> what's a scapula? Crack, and they're yeah. like, it's your shoulder blade. You've cracked it. Oh, the shoulder blades are shocking. Aren't and they're they? like, what? What do we? They must be the weakest. I always ask them. Like, yeah, it's one of the biggest, but yeah, the weak. When I did my femur, you did your femur and your scapula. (laughs) You did your collarbone and your scapula. And there's nothing you can do about it. You just have a sore. It's kind of your back, but to the side. Yeah. You broke your back and and your scapula. And you forget about it and you like (laughs) throw a ball or something. You're like, fuck, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that hurt. But yeah, that's shocking. Yeah. But yeah, what do you do? That's it. It's one of those things, mate. Here for a good time. Here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. Shocking sport, isn't it? <laughs> it's fun, but... Yeah, it is fun. Don't know where, where I'd be without it. Yeah, but that's up to date pretty much with all, yeah. all the injuries. Yeah, and going forward, like, you, like, you were planning on racing the Nationals, the 19, 2019 Nationals, but you that's when you broke your collarbone. Yeah, yeah, so I got a hybrid, Honda Hybrid, so yeah. it's a 450 quad with a 450 two-wheeler engine in it. Makes them nice and lightweight and uh, really powerful and everything. So I bought that and um, cleaned it up really good. Yeah. Had all the plans of, you know, doing a few races here and there and training real hard and racing the Aussies because I've never had a, a clean shot at an Aussie title. Um, so I just really wanted to give it a crack and see where I was at. Yeah, and I reckon much. you'd be the biggest underdog too because, I, like, I, nine, 2019's track really suited you. I feel like... Um, a good track if we're talking yeah. about the the top pro races that were there, you had Chris Bosnakis, yeah, Jake Van Vliet, Adam Larson, yeah, 
Chris and Jake have a similar style. It's a bit loose and fast. Loose and fast. fast loose and loose. fast. Their throttle's either on or off. Yeah. Um, where I, like you and Adam have a have a different style, and yeah. it, and it paid off for Adam. Oh, definitely. At the nineteen nationals, a, he came away with a win. Smooth. It doesn't even look like he's going fast. No, well, that's what so that's what your style is as well. Yeah. So the, I felt like the track because we had the rain and and then it became hard pack and slick. Yeah, really would have suited the I smooth I haven't style. Raced Adam Larson since I was on nineties, I reckon. Yeah, it would have been so cool to race. Hopefully, twenty twenty, you can uh, break yeah, that Honda out. I gotta stop drinking beers and start training if I want to go fast. Yeah, well, I like I like tracks with jumps though. Yeah, well, the twenty twenty track is uh, pretty jumpy. Yeah, it's pretty suited to your style. So, well, hopefully we can pull pull my finger out and get there. Yeah, yeah. All right, and we'll quickly touch on two. Um, you've done the Fink Desert race a few times. Yeah, you've <laughs> you've got a third. Oh man, that's <laughs> bringing up bad memories now. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you've you've how many times you done it? Three or four, maybe five. Ah, uh, I think four times I did it. So the the one time you finished it. Yeah. Third. So the f- first year I got third. Yeah. But I ran out of fuel. Had to steal fuel from a checkpoint. Yeah. Um, and I got a didn't flat, make didn't flat. make much of a difference, man. The nah, guy the guy who won like was winning anyway. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah, was he? That's it. <laughs> I, I hear he's a bit of a dick though. Yeah, well, he he was back then because he was super competitive. Now he's retired. Yeah. He's all right. What's his name? Mitch Van Vliet. Or yeah, Mitch Van. Some, some Mitch Van Vliet. Some dickhole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was um, and then I got a flat tire for like forty k's. Yeah. And it was shocking. And then so the I thought I was coming last, so yeah. to get a third, I was like... Well, it's a race, if you finish it... If you finish that's that the, race, that's you've won. <laughs> you've won, man. That yeah. race is shocking. Yeah, so that was the one good year. Then you've had a few... The other years, you've broken down, but there's a year in yeah. particular I want to talk about because you nearly killed a whole campsite. Yeah. Well, they nearly killed me. They, well, they, yeah, well, they nearly yeah, killed themselves. Wild. So, yeah, I just pulled in for a normal fuel stop and... That year I had a bit of bike problems coming into it, so I was running a stock exhaust, um, and it wasn't liking it. It was, it was yeah, ECU hot. issues. Didn't yeah, you? I had a lot of ECU issues. So electronic, uh, electronical stuff. Yeah, so my bike was it was kind of a try and baby it. Yeah, sort of for that. It was race. a bit of a ticking ticking time bomb. It was a ticking time bomb. And so as much as you were trying to blame them for nearly yeah, killing so, you. Yeah, so when they when they came in for the fuel stop, they had like the the, the big quick fills with a big valve. Um, and whoever was on valve duty just, just knocked off for the day. Yeah. It was a bit and slow. It, yeah. To and, um, so old mate lifted it off with the valve still open. So it poured fuel everywhere over the bike, the hot, hot bike. And yeah, it just burst into flames. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was in the motion of hopping off it. So I didn't get too burnt. Like I didn't have bad burns on me, but like I had all the, the like the motorbike gear, like it's all plastic stuff. Yeah, it's that was all melted to me, and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck!" And then my quad was on fire. Yeah, and, and they yeah. Th- did they put it out quickly or no, no, no. gosh, no. <laughs> so they didn't have. They were like, you don't expect something like that to happen. So no, it's pretty rare. You've got fire extinguishers, but you never have them sitting there ready to go. Yeah, because well, they did the they the fuel stop company did when I was racing on the way home. Oh yeah, they've got fuel, was, fuel yeah, extinguishers I was, I was set up now. That year, and when I came back through, there was there was fire extinguishers everywhere. Everywhere, we had everywhere. Yeah, but um, yeah, so yeah, caught on fire and ended up um having a sort of there was an auto electrician there, so he rewired a few bits and pieces. Yeah, and got me back on the road, which was lucky. But um, out I of time. F- 
Yeah, I end up getting back out of time, which is, yeah. So they pretty much kick you out of the race. It's, yeah, it's a DNF. Yeah, I just ended up jumping in the bus on the way home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But one one of the pit crew ends up in hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty burns. bad burns. Yeah. yeah, pretty bad burns. Yeah. Yeah, but he was pro- he was a guy on the valve duty. Yeah, he <laughs> felt bad. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna go burn my arm so so they can't yell at me for it. Yeah, that's it. And, oh, you're burnt too, you know. Yeah, yeah. Nah, but yeah, you can't blame them for stuff something like a freak accident like that. Not at all. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I I actually stopped racing it, and I go out camping with them all now. So yeah, you just do the fuel stops. Yeah, I just know. do the fuel stops. Go out for a big camping trip. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You've done the. F- if when you do the think, if you tick it off your list, like it's it, like people that keep going back have something wrong with them. Yeah, you guys are just <laughs> like, I want that win. It's like, man, it's a it's a luck race. Yeah, yeah, you like, need a you need a lot yeah, of a lot of luck. A like lot if you're luck. racing against Toby Price, you need him to break down. Yeah, that's the kind of luck you need. You need him to. <laughs> you need something to happen to him. You ain't gonna beat him. <laughs> yeah. you know, factory Katie Evans that's yeah. on the stopper the He's whole way. He's racing in a car and then the bike and then helicoptering home and then doing it again the next day. Like yeah. Yeah. Crazy dude, crazy dude. So we touched up on your racing, and then you you might head to the 2020 nationals. Yeah, you're just gonna plan for it. Yeah, and you're just gonna have have fun with it, and yeah. just do races here and there, tracks you like. Yeah, definitely. Um, freestyle wise, what's what's the goals there? Um, freestyle. Just, just have fun like, with it. I always like doing it. Um, the shows, I don't know. The shows are hit and miss. Sometimes I enjoy them too much. Sometimes I don't enjoy them at all. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it just depends. Like, I always like putting smiles on kids' faces when you're mucking around doing. Yeah, shows. when you have a good show and there's a yeah. bunch of kids there and they're all screaming. Man, kids are the best. They're screaming audience. and they're more excited about high fives than they oh, are about backflips. Yeah, and they're, you, those you ones like are cool. hang on to your grab bar with your bike and gear dragging on the ground, and they lose their mind. Yeah, yeah, they love it. And they you got like those it. monos down pat too, so you're mono along with yeah. your grab bar pretty much on the ground yeah. and hand dragging, dragging your hand, and they love that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, and then the autograph line is yeah. like a mile long full of kids like yeah. those shows are the so good seeing the kids yeah yeah it's good fun you're always mucking around with them asking what bike they got and yeah stuff like that kids appreciate that stuff yeah so outside of the shows free freestyle is there freestyle goals or are you having um, fun with it um i have a few tricks in mind i want to land to do it yeah um but it's just more of like the older I get, the more I realize that... The more you think. Yeah, the more I think, <laughs> like, hey, these injuries hurt a lot. Yeah, you s- I'm not, still feeling the ones... Yeah, I'm still I'm still getting over injuries, and it's just like, is it worth it? And, like, I almost rather, like, nail a trick by myself in a paddock with no one there yeah. rather than at a show. Like, it's it's just as much fun for me. Yeah. And, um, like, yeah, if we're doing, like, a like a video shoot and stuff, I'll, I'll try some cool some cool stuff and but i just enjoy like like bush riding man yeah i love bush riding going out in the bush with the boys and just yeah or like if if like a random sunday we get a ramp set up and we can all ride the ramp together i more enjoy days like that rather than setting goals for myself and and yeah and just playing it by ear yeah i just kind of go with the flow and enjoy myself enjoy being in the moment that's what i enjoy nah fair enough Fair enough. So, um, we'll uh, we'll wrap things up because this has been a great first episode, I reckon. Yeah, how long has it been? I reckon this has been fun. I have no idea. I should have kept a timer. Should have got a timer on should've, this bad boy. Should have got a timer. Didn't. I could have um, been knocked out halfway through, so I don't know. No, well, that's <laughs> it. Well, all, all the people listening, 
Uh, it was probably five or six. <laughs> Hopefully, Shit, maybe nine. <laughs> maybe nine. We might crack double double digits. Yeah, maybe one day. Um, you want to tell them where they can reach you on social media and stuff like that? Um, oh yeah. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram if you want. It's Harry from Nary. Harry from Nary. Harry from Nary. I get people screaming that out to me all the time. Harry yeah. from Nary. I'm like, who the hell is that? Yeah. But um, yeah. No, That's what you're known for. Yeah, being just, from Nary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just just go on Instagram. I'll just post a bit of stuff on there. That's yeah, that's about it. No, nah. I, I don't market myself at all. No, nah, no, nah, you you just have, you just here for a good time. I'm just I just want to do my thing care. and enjoy myself. Yeah, really. people like it. They like it. If they don't, yeah. fuck them. They can watch if they want. Don't, doesn't faze me. No, nah, fair enough. Toozy, thank you very much, Harry, no for worries, being on mate. the first episode. My name's Mitch Van Vliet. This has been the Vliet Street Podcast, Episode One. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers, um, mate. We'll see you next time. See you later.